this is Kim Davis. Welcome to another DMN one-on-one. And my guest today is Mark Filio, who's founder and CEO of Quiddity. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. And oh, we should mention right off the bat, also um, founder and CEO of Filio Partners. Correct. So give us a little bit of background about the partnership and how that led to Quiddity. So we started in an ad agency five years ago called Filio and Partners, and we do uh, very modern branding for big companies like Virgin Atlantic and uh, Pete and Jerry's Eggs and Casper and a lot of great brands. Um, so we, we're very good at that, and we, we tell multifaceted stories in many mediums. For we, we call it one story, many voices, so we're really good at helping a brand tell their one story but a consistent story, but we do it in a lot of different ways. Physical environments, tech, uh, storytelling from a video point of view, all that stuff. So uh, we're very good at telling one story in a lot of different ways. Um, but we started to say, how can we innovate in the space? We're always looking for new ideas. And a couple of years ago, we came up with the thought of, well, now that we're helping brands find consumers, what if we flipped it? What if we helped consumers find brands? And that really led to Quiddity, which is now a separate company. It's a consumer platform, and it does just that. It helps consumers find the right brands for their life. Now, this to me is quite unusual. I think it's a very interesting part of the story to find someone with a, a creative background, creative agency background, and yet you're coming into a kind of e-commerce platform space, more or less. That's fairly unusual, isn't it? Uh, I think it is, and like I said uh just an idea led us there, and that's, that's how we work. And it, it led to, if you put yourself in a consumer's point of view, they don't think one brand at a time. Right. They think category. And so if, if you're looking for shoes, you don't think Nike right off the bat. You think, oh, I need shoes, what kind of shoes, running shoes, workout shoes, what it is it? What is it? So they think category, and we looked at that industry, and we said there's not very good category stories. And that's what we do is we're storytellers. So we thought, well, we could tell really good stories in that space, and there seems to be a need for it. And that's intriguing. So online shopping, e-commerce, has been with us for a little while now. It's obviously something which is, has grown rapidly and is continuing to grow. And you're talking about not telling a brand story, but telling a category story. So could you clarify that a bit? Uh, well, I think it's based on consumer behavior. Like, I think all of us now, when we need something or we want something or we want to browse, we type in. We go to Google or we mm -hmm. go to Amazon more often than not now and then you just start to search for it, right? So, and what you're searching for is a category. Like I said, is it shoes or I need a blender? You don't think a specific thing, you're, you're researching. Right. So, Quiddity really isn't an e-commerce site, it's a consumer research site. So, people type in and they often go to consumer reviews, they'll look for expert reviews, to look for retail news, as in price and availability, and they also look for brand stories. We know, we know this from, from research. They, they do seek out brand stories, but um, they seek out a lot of different kind of things. What's missing in that environment is how do we bring it all together? Mm -hmm. how, do, how do we get both the rational information and the emotional stuff? And of those two things, the emotion's missing. Um, th that's how we feel, and that's, that's something we could bring to this industry as storytelling. That's, that's something I, I think of e-commerce perhaps, like you take shoes as an easy example. I go online to buy a pair of shoes, I might go to Amazon, I might go to a store like Macy's, or I might go direct to a brand, and I'm presented like with a catalogue and prices. There's not necessarily 
an experience for me there. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about, filling out an experience? Absolutely. And, and I think oftentimes people go to editorial too. So they might go to Runner's World or they'll find some magnet or the top ten running shoes, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's all fragmented. So they, they're not connecting the content to the, the store or to the product. Um, and that's what we try to do. We try to bring all that information into one place. One way we talk about it is we do the research for you. Mm -hmm. So you could sit down and spend a couple hours going down the wormhole of Google looking for running shoes. Yeah. We'll do that for you. We put it all in one place. It's standardized information. So we, we, we do all the detail. And we collect all the consumer reviews, all the expert reviews, all the various prices, and, and the various brand stories and the reviews about the brands. And we put it in one place for each product. Okay. They could compare from one product to the next. So it's really just a lot of information, but it's easy to digest, which is really what we learned early on from consumer uh, investigating, is people love the internet, they love information, but they hate the internet because it's too much information. It's this counterintuitive thing. So I think it's the role of marketers right now is to take the mountains of information that's available and help curate it for their consumers. I distinguish this from what Amazon does, because in a very bare-bones sense, you go searching for a product on Amazon, it'll give you a choice of brands, and you click on something, there'll be some information curated there. There'll probably be some brand information, there'll be some customer reviews. So mm -hmm. can you distinguish what you're doing? Well, first off, Amazon's great. Like, it's a great resource to have out there. They do focus on the rational. They're, they're really, if you read their... their um, Information, it's they, they want a great price for you. They want to deliver it on time yeah. and quickly. All that rational stuff is excellent. It's not the, mo the best UX to browse. Right. You, don't, you don't really daydream on, on Amazon. And we're looking to find a, we're li working to build an experience that you could daydream on. You might not even go for a product. You might go just for our content. You might just right. want to browse stories about various things, lifestyle things. But we always connect it to back to products if that's where you want to go. Well, one way of thinking about Quiddity is uh, we try to recreate the entire marketing funnel in one experience. So at the top of the funnel is the lifestyle stories, like who am I and like what, what experiences, whether it's running or cooking, whatever you want to get into. Mm -hmm. And we then bring it down to the mid-funnel, which is, well, what are other people saying about that topic? And what are they saying about the products within that category? And then we take you all the way down to the end of the funnel where here's, you could buy this product at this store at this price. So we try to do the, mm -hmm. in, the whole thing in one experience. That makes sense. I mean, Amazon is very convenient, but it's not necessarily fun. It's not like the site you browse for entertainment. Right, and they're trying to, like, to yeah. their credit, uh, they're trying to get more storytelling, but mm -hmm. it's at the bottom of the page. It's just not in their DNA. Uh, uh, they're, they're much more rational based, and they have a... I would say it's a pretty successful business model. So. Oh, yes, yeah, you're working. <laughs> so um, are, you, uh, are you working initially with a limited range of categories? Because it seemed to be ambitious to do this right across the board of products and services. Yeah, well, we started with um, who are we talking to, so our segment. And, you know, we're here in New York, and we chose uh, New York couples that, you know, are just starting off here in New York and what kind of things they need to fulfill their lives. Yeah. Um, more money. <laughs> yeah, more money is at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, we, we our content is based on series. One of our series is Wants and Needs. Right. So we interview various people that say, like, I want X, Y, and Z, but I really need Y. Um, so we we t start with our segment, what's important in their life. So we, we start with our category selection there. We kicked off the quiddity in April with 10 categories. 
by the end of the year we'll be up to 40. Okay. So we're getting it down. To the the pace is picking up because we're we're getting better and better at it. Right. Um, and that's just for the product reviews in these categories. We do top ten in each of our categories, and like I said, it's standardized information for each of those products, so you can compare them easily. Okay. So we're growing those categories quickly, but we also do content for each of those categories too. So that's a lot of additional information that you might be there just to browse that. Yeah. So there seem to me two obvious possibilities in terms of biz a business model. Either brands are monetizing this or you're monetizing this through the sales of the products through Quiddity. Or there may be something else I haven't thought of. Uh, to, you're on to it. It's a, it's a mix of things, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. One you know thing that a lot of uh, companies like ours do affiliate marketing, oh, right, yeah. and we do that. That's, I don't think it's a strong enough business model for the scale that we're talking about. Uh, branded content is going to be an important part of it. Yeah. Because, you know, again, based on our roots as an ad agency, we really understand. We have those relationships and we know how to tell brand stories. So we can connect those two things. But brand content on Quiddity is going to be very different because you're in the middle of the funnel. Yeah. So mid-funnel content is something we think could be our business model. It's intriguing. One of the things I've heard brands saying, especially over the last year or so, is that they're concerned that they're losing... The close connection with their consumers. They they do their e-commerce stuff, or they put their products on Amazon, but the consumers aren't really building an affinity with that brand. Now, with Quiddity, you're obviously not coming as a brand. You have many brands on there, I presume. Is there an opportunity for brands to really develop a relationship with customers and affinity with customers through the emotional side of, of this this project? Absolutely. I the one way we look at Quiddity is, I keep talking about there's kind of four groups of uh, information. One of it is the experts and the journalists and all, all the publishers out there, right? The, the next group is other consumers, like people seek out information from other shoppers and reviews and everything. The third is the retail environment, where what's the price, what, where should I buy it, what's, how quick can I get it? And the last is brands, as you mentioned. Like brands are a big part of the communication circle. If you think of those as four buckets of information, that's what Quiddity serves up to you in an in a elegant way. But it also could be four groups of people that could help each other. So as our product roadmap uh, hints at, it's like how could we start to get a network effect where we could actually connect people. Right. Uh, that's going to be really exciting. Uh, what we do that now through content, so we interview each of those people from different uh, perspectives to start to communicate with each other, but there's lots of ways to encourage communication between those groups. I see. And as far as the content's concerned, you're producing it in-house? You, you go into outside producers for content? We do it all in-house. Uh, again, our, our background is an ad agency. Mm -hmm. It came from an ad agency. Uh, we know we are, we're strong in our production. We know how to tell a story. One thing we did have to learn is how to tell a story at scale, so we had to tell many more stories to right. keep up with the demand of content. Uh, but that's going really well. Okay, and uh, I imagine, um, and I speak as a journalist, I guess, that it's very hungry for content you must be feeling it quite a lot absolutely like we get it, it people want a lot of it and they want it to be really good and they want it to be really cheap so you know it's it's a challenge but that's the challenge of our times i think is how do we tell a great story uh, at scale and make an emotional connection in the context of e-commerce oh absolutely I, I i like i said i think that's what's missing is yeah. how do we make that so you could re really review from an expert for instance a top 10 list mm -hmm. That's very different than watching a video of a chef recommending uh, his favorite blender out of ten. So we do a, a series called Recos where we get experts to do just that. They, they experience each of the brands and they tell you their favorite based on what's important to them. 
that's a story versus a blurb or a quick article. Um, and video is a big part of it. To, for remote, that's the other thing missing in the industry is yeah. more videos because that's better storytelling in this space of e-commerce. I think that's got to be right because a lot of the people say that customer reviews are important, peer opinions, of course, are important. But a lot of that is text-based, and it can be a lot of scrolling, a lot of wading through verbiage to to find the opinions. Right. It's a, it's another uh, series we're working on. It's called My Takes, where we do video reviews of products. Mm -hmm. And that serves a lot of things. It's a better story because you're watching somebody. You see them holding the product. They're talking about it. But it also says hey, this is a real human. And we, we have found through research there's a lot of skeptics out there about is are these consumer reviews really consumer reviews. Right, sure. Uh, even on Amazon. Like, there's... Yeah. A, there's you can gain the system. Yeah, you really can. So with the video, you know, all right, this person sat down and did a review. They're probably telling the truth. So new frontiers in online shopping and e-commerce. Mark, you've given us a lot to think about. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. I appreciate it.